me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. 
He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Victory Christian Fellowship and our Wednesday night refreshing service. Thank you for joining us for this exciting time. And if you're watching online, you just hook up right where you are. Heavenly Father, we just honor you and bless you and praise you. And we open up our hearts, Lord. Expand our territory. Cause us to be a blessing. And we just acknowledge you in all of our ways that you can direct our paths. And we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen. Let's stand together. How how many of you know we still have miracles working, amen, on the earth today? This is where we need it, right? And we believe that God still moves in this time, today, through our lives, amen.
We praise your greatness, God. Lord, we thank you for sharing your glory. Lord, we we believe with you that your glory will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name forevermore. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for communicating to us directly, Lord, and we just thank you that you speak to us. Extravagant worship brings you extravagant results. For I am one who inhabits the praise of my people. I come in your midst like I came in the jail cell when Paul and Silas began to praise my name. I will fill you full with my glory and my goodness. So praise in freedom, praise in joy, release the praise, and watch me work in your midst. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless your holy name. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Someone say praise the Lord. Someone say amen. Amen. Well, you may have your seats. Hallelujah. We serve a good God. And you know, it's our privilege and our honor to be able to invest in the kingdom of God. You know, when someone shares spiritual goods, then... People can share their material goods, but you're never going to get a less. You're never going to get a greater return than in God's kingdom. Amen. So you can give as you're able, and if you're watching online, you can do it through our website. And that way, just want to let you know that uh, if you're ever interested in serving in uh, our Bible Adventure Time, which is on Thursdays, we minister to Forge and Northside schools. Uh, we, we bring them for an hour during a day, each school, I call it the fastest two hours of the day. But if you're interested in serving in that, you could talk to, uh, Miss Chris Frenchek there and she could give you information about that. And then this Friday, ladies, there's going to be woven at 6 PM. So, uh, ladies get excited about that. It's going to be a great time. And, uh, we're also going to have our Barnabas group meeting this Saturday, because I'm going to be gone the last Saturday. I'm going to Winter Bible Seminar at Rama, And so uh, we had to move it up a little bit. But, you know, the ministry is spelled W-O-R-K with some flexibility in there. <laughs> so just be aware of those uh, dates. And uh, if you're looking for a home church, 
We just want to say, come here and we'll welcome you and we'll love you and God will meet you. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I just speak a blessing over each and every giver, Father, and their gifts that they bring to your kingdom. And I thank you, Father, that you are multiplying their gifts, providing for them, prospering them, and protecting them. And we just give you the praise for your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, at this time we're going to dismiss our kids. We want you to have a great time as your Wednesday night refreshing kids' life. Be blessed. Be touched. Learn a lot about God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're glad that you're here tonight. This is Wednesday night refreshing, but we're going to have a spirit school. The Lord put it on my heart that we need to learn how to operate and move and flow with the Holy Spirit, not just here, but in everyday living. You know, the church is is where we learn. This is a training center, but you know, God wants you to have a supernatural business, a supernatural home. He wants these things to work wherever you go. You know, God didn't just say my gifts are just limited to the church. I mean, Jesus used gifts on the beach, right? In 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 the jail near a well, at a pool. Right? So, um, God wants His people, that's us, to operate in His power and uh, as a lifestyle. So, we're going to power up tonight. And uh, God's power comes from the Holy Spirit. And everything that God did, He did. The Spirit of God was involved. And we're just going to get a greater understanding of how we can cooperate with him. You know, he he needs our cooperation. And when I say he needs it, but he, he yeah, he's all powerful, but he does things in in uh the protocol that he has established. All right? So I want you to go with me to the book of Acts, chapter ten. And um We're going to see some people who operated in the power of God in everyday living. In Acts chapter 10, starting with, uh, we'll just start with verse 1. All right, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion. What do we know about centurions? Well, they're a soldier. They're at least, they're over at least a hundred men. Right? It seems like in the Bible times that centurions held some prominent positions. They had a lot of influence. Okay? And uh, verse 2 says he was a devout man. He was one that feared God with all his house. Everybody say all his house. Listen, if one person in your house fears God, you got the majority. Which gave much alms to the people. Alms is giving to the poor. And he prayed to God always. But you know, there was something missing in Cornelius' life that he didn't know. 
But God knew. And uh, he wanted to get it to him. But we're going to see how, how God worked this out. Okay? There's divine communication and arrangement here. And in verse 3, in a vision, about the ninth hour of the day, that's between uh, um, it's around noontime or something like that. And uh, he uh, he saw this an angel of God came to him and said unto him. Now, you ever think, why did an angel come to him? Because he didn't know the Holy Spirit. But he's going to meet the Holy Spirit. Okay? You know, you can, have a, you can be a good person and do good things, but you have limited knowledge because you don't know the Holy Spirit. Right? But God wanted him to meet the Holy Spirit. So why didn't God just... Tell the Holy Spirit to show up at his door because God's got protocol. Okay? And, uh, and the angel said, he spoke his name. How many know God knows your names? You know, if, if God knows you in heaven. He made you. He created you. Now, it's a different thing if you know him. Right? But God knows us and he made it possible for us to know him and so when he looked on him, he said, uh, he was afraid. He said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, your prayers and your alms have come up before a memorial for, before God. His prayers and his giving. You know, God watches your giving. Your giving is a way to be connected to heaven. Amen? Your giving is not something light or something to be, um, uh, well, I'll just say, treated lightly. It's very important to God. Amen. And notice his his alms giving, his giving and his prayers are the two things that God recognized about Cornelius. Now Cornelius was doing this with limited knowledge. Okay. And he said, "Send men to Joppa, and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He he he's staying with one Simon Simon the Simon the Tanner. I almost combined the two names of Simon the Tanner, call him Simon." <laughs> Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the seaside. I want you to notice the specificity with God, which God gives the directions to Cornelius. He tells him exactly what to do, where to go. Why? God uses a system of protocol. God uses people. Say, God uses me. Yeah, God wants to use you. He wants to have interaction with you. Right? Cornelius was just minding his own business and an angel showed up. And the angel said some things that he did. Right? So, um, he shall, notice this, verse 6. He shall tell you what you ought to do. Why didn't the angel just tell him what to do? Because the angels aren't anointed to preach the gospel. It's not their job to preach the gospel. It's their job to connect people with the gospel. Why? That's how God set it up. God uses the, the foolishness of preaching to communicate his message to the world. He could have chosen any other means, but that's the means that he chose. Amen? So the angel said, 
I'll read it again. He shall tell you what you ought to do. You know, the angels are just, they help, they help heirs of uh, salvation. They're, they're like the stage crew of a play. They work behind the scenes. Sometimes they show themselves. Right? And uh, so the angel spoke, verse 7, when the angel said what he had to say to Cronus, he left. Okay? That means God had given Cornelius a divine instruction. Now, what is Cornelius going to do with that instruction? See, if God's going to help you, he's going to give you an instruction. He's going to tell you something to do, a place to go, or whatever. He's going to give you an instruction. And then as you follow that instruction, the power of God will meet you as you're following the instruction. Okay? God always gives us an element of faith, right? (laughs) So, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier and that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. He didn't waste any time, now did he? He didn't even know what he needed. He didn't even know what he was missing. But the angel said, I'm going to hook you up with someone who who can help you. Okay? So, he gets his servants. He starts implementing the instruction. He starts taking action. Everybody say, take action. Faith always takes action. When you're in faith, that means you're acting on, on the spoken or written word of God. Or something that has been revealed to you. Okay? You know, sometimes we don't always know how to help ourselves, but God knows how to help us. And we just got to listen to him. If you want, if you want pow- power, I'm, I'm entitling this tonight, Operating in the Power of God Every Day. You know, the power of God is not just for church. It's for everyday living. Amen? Amen? So, there was a divine orchestration. There was divine direction. There was divine guidance, and if you do all that, you have divine results. How many want some divine results in your life? Well, you're going to need some divine instruction, you're going to need divine orchestration, and you're going to need some divine guidance. Have you ever asked God something and he put you on hold? Has anyone ever been put on hold by God? No. No, he's, he, he'll never put you on hold. Right? He can handle everybody's prayer at the same time. That's who God is. He's everywhere. He's almighty. He's all powerful. Okay? So you're never going to have to worry about being put on hold. You know, if you pray, you're never going to get a robot. Answer, you know, you know, you, God's never going to ask you, are you a human or am I a robot? You know, when you go online and order something, you know, am I a robot? Picture, you know, check all the, the crosswalks in this picture. Okay? So, he sends men to Joppa. It's about 30 miles. Okay? So it's going to probably, in that day, it's going to probably take a day's journey. 
Okay? At the same time, Peter, he's on the rooftop. And he's have, he's meditating and he's praying. Everybody say he's praying. I want you to notice Cornelius was praying and Peter was praying. Prayer ought to be a daily part of your life. If you want to operate in the power of God every day, you got to talk to God every day. Well, I don't know what to say. Well, you got a book right here. This book is filled with words. Not only are there words, but they're God's words. So, just look at the words and find out what to pray. Okay? So, you know, Peter's up on this rooftop, right? And he sees, I'm not going to go into the vision that he sees. And uh, he sees this thing, you know, and uh, Peter didn't know what, what God was showing him. But God's going to reveal it to him here in just a minute. And I want you to look at uh, verse 17. Let's go down to verse 17. Now, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision uh, which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made uh, inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, was lodged there. Okay? While Peter thought on the vision, notice verse 19, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Everybody say three men. God knows exactly what's going on. Right? He knew that Cornelius sent three men. And they're looking for Peter. But Peter didn't know why they were looking for him. Okay? Now look at verse 20. Arise and get down and go with them, doubting nothing. For I have sent them. Everybody say, I have sent them. Did you know that angels and the Holy Spirit speak the same thing? Notice the message wasn't different. I sent them. Well, how did he send them? He sent them through an angel. Except Peter knows the Holy Spirit. Peter's been filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit of God talks to Peter. Why? He's familiar with his voice. God didn't have to send an angel to Peter. Because Peter had an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Why? He, had, he went to the master school for three and a half years. He was baptized in the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues. He was there on the day of Pentecost. He was the one who got up and preached and 3,000 people gave their hearts to the Lord. After he denied knowing the Lord. Isn't God good? Listen. If you made a mistake in following God, God will give you grace as long as you want to make it right. Amen? If we miss God's mark, just have it in your heart to make it right, and God will make it right. All right? You don't have to be so frantic that you miss the mark. Right? Just stop, drop, and pray and make it right right there. Say, God, I missed it. Would you please forgive me? He'll say, yes, let's go on now. Amen? God is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Why? Because he doesn't want you sitting in the mud. I mean, look at what he told Joshua. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now let's get going. 
Right, that's my paraphrase. He said, arise, let's, I want you to go over this Jordan. I mean, think about it. Talk about cutting your morning short. I mean, not, your, not, not in the a.m. Talk about, you know, he's a mourning over Moses' death, right? Sometimes God just got to speak to your situation and get your focus changed. You know, it's amazing what a simple shift of focus can do, right? So, verse 21 then Peter went down to the men which were sent from him, which were sent unto him from Cornelius, and said, Behold, I am the one whom you seek. What is the cause? Why did you come? Peter didn't have any clue. The Holy see, God's not going to give you every single detail. Why? You've got to take some faith. He'll give you a step. He'll give you a direction. He'll point the way, but you've got to walk in the way. You know, the Holy Spirit just told Peter, there's three men looking for you. Go down and doubt nothing. Okay. Right? Would that, be, would that be sufficient for you to be confident to meet three strangers that you've never met before and go with them wherever they wanted to take you? Huh? I'm telling you, you've got to know God's voice. You've got to know how God speaks to you. You've got to be secure in how God speaks to you. God speaks to us differently. Why? Because we're different. Just like people are different. If you have more than one child, you you know children are different. Right? They think differently. They act differently. They process information differently. So you've got to speak to them differently. Amen? So, so Peter... uh, they, they tell him what Peter, what Cornelius told them. Verse 22, and they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, one that fears God and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by a holy angel to send for you into this house and to hear words from you. Everybody say to hear words. See, God chose men to preach the gospel. Peter needed to go there and speak some words. Why? God operates by his word. He moves by his word. Amen? If you neglect the word, God doesn't have anything else to say to you. The word is the primary way that God reveals himself to us. Amen? So Peter had to go there to speak some words so that God can move. Why? That's the way God chose how to move. Amen? You know, God waits in heaven to to hear his word so that he can perform it. Glory to God. So then Peter invited the men in and they spent the night. And uh, they got up the next morning and uh, they entered Caesarea, verse 24. Now notice Cornelius waited for them. And had called together his kinsmen and his friends. He got together some relatives. Oh, I'm telling you, listen to this. Cornelius was expecting. He was anticipating. He got some things ready. He didn't even know what was going to happen. He was just told to go get Peter. And he, he sent men to get Peter. But he also invited some friends and relatives to the house. Oh, come on. Do we have some friends and relatives that we can invite to the house? 
Why? God's about to do something. Well, what's he going to do? Come and see. Come and see. This centurion was hungry. This centurion, he joyfully anticipated, expecting, and he was willing and obedient. He was quick to respond to the word of God. He was quick to act on the word because he, he, he was doing what he knew to do. He didn't know anymore. He didn't have any inf- more information. He was doing what he knew. He would give alms and he would pray. What did he pray? I don't know, but God recognized his prayers. Even though there was an element missing in his spiritual life. Amen? So do you have people that you can call together to share in your VCF experience? Amen? So, look at, I love this, verse 25. As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. Peter took him up saying, stand up, I myself am a man. Listen, don't receive worship from man. Who should we worship? We need to worship God. Not man, all right? Not a position, not a title. We need to worship God, amen? Be a God worshiper. We worship God. So Peter walks, he still didn't know what he was there for, okay? But the Spirit talked to Peter. You know, the angel and the Holy Spirit said the same thing, all right? And... uh so Peter, now he's talking with Cornelius, verse 27. As he talked with him, he went in and found that there were many people come together. Can you imagine someone comes to your house whom you never met, right? You just have a word from God, go with them doubting nothing, okay? So he goes a day's journey, right, with these strangers. And he enters the house and there, there's a crowd of people there. Peter's like thinking, what did I get myself into? Right? But this is how you flow and operate with the Holy Ghost and his power. You've got to be ready, willing, and able, and it starts with listening to him. It starts with following his instructions. Because listen, his instructions aren't going to make sense to your head. But you gotta connect God in the spirit. You gotta know the voice of his spirit. You gotta know how he speaks to you. You gotta know his frequency. Right? So, the Amplified said he found a large group of people assembled. Hungry people assemble. Why? They were expecting something. There was that room was filled with some anticipation. They didn't even know what they were. They didn't even know what was on the menu. But then you said, "We're here. We're ready. Now give us something." Did you come here tonight, expecting, anticipating, ready to obey, willing, Amen, to do whatever God says to do? Why? Because you're a participant with Him. You're a partner. Do you realize we get to partner with God? We get to be in a relationship with the Almighty. And he orders our steps. He directs our paths. He shows us where to go so that we can have the maximum effect and receive the maximum blessing. God wants to do this in everyday life. 
You realize this wasn't a church, this was a home. But the atmosphere of this home was about to change dramatically. Someone say praise the Lord. Now, look at verse 28. Peter said to them, you know how it is, you know, you know that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or to come to one of another nation. Yeah, you religious bigot. But, everybody say but. See, now the vision that he saw is beginning to kick in. It had nothing to do with food. It had something to do with people called Gentiles, non-Jews. This Jew was about to mix with a Gentile. He was about to turn, God was about to turn everything upside down. This was the mystery that was hidden in Christ, that the Gentiles were going to be equal with the Jews. God was going to create one new man out of the two groups. Hallelujah. And in Christ, there's no male or female. There's no barbarian or free. There's just in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, but God showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. That was the whole vision what it was about. Peter thought it was about food. But God was showing him it was about people. And you ought to be open to any person ministering the gospel to. Because it's for everybody. Don't matter what they look like, what they sound like, or what they smell like. Amen? He said, therefore, verse 29, I came unto you without gainsaying or without any objections. As soon as I was sent for, I want you to notice how both parties were quick to respond to the word of God. You know, some people got to sit there and reason. What, when God speaks to them, they got to sit, okay, they got to reason, they got to calculate, they got to analyze. Get over it. Just do it. Amen? Say, I'm quick to respond to whatever God says. Yeah. You know, God's your dance partner. When he moves, we got to move with him. Amen? We got to keep in step with him. Always make sure that he's in front and we're behind. We don't ever want to be out front in front of God. We're not leading God. God's leading us. Amen? This is what was happening here. God was leading both of these men, and God had to bring them together because God had a purpose in it. And both of them knew nothing. They just had a little bit of information, and they acted on the little bit of information, and they got more information. You know, when you act on the little, you get more. Amen? If you're faithful in the little, God will trust you with more. Okay? Cornelius told him, four days I was fasting until this hour. So... Cornelius was fasting. He wasn't eating. And at the ninth hour, 3 p.m., I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. All right? And said, you know, whenever God shows up, he's going to say something. Right? God always speaks. Okay? God had, God had to get Peter unstuck from his religious bigotry. Because up to this point, they only ministered to Jews. This was a new thing. Right? 
God was opening a door that hadn't been opened before. Cornelius had a pure hunger, a genuine sincerity, and childlike faith. What happens to the hungry? They get filled. What happens to the sincere? They get blessed. What happens to those that childlike faith? They receive. How about you? You, you, Are you hungry? Are you sincere? And do you have some childlike faith? Yeah, say, God, whatever you got for me, I want it. Amen? Okay, you can have it. Just take it. Look at your neighbor and say, just take it. Okay? Look at verse 33. When Cornelius was told to send for Peter, immediately. Everybody say immediately. You have got to be quick to act on what God says. Why? If you're not quick, you miss it. You know? We don't want to be a molasses Christian. Remember that commercial of Mrs. Buttersworth? And they had that stack of pancakes, right? And they would, they would on purpose pour that syrup over those pancakes real slow. And they'd say, see how Mrs. Butterworth just runs down those stacks? And it would just come out slow. And it would just start on the top. And it would cover everything at the bottom, right? You know? And, and you'd be salivating at the TV, right? Watching this thing. You'd be like, I want some pancakes. I am hungry for some pancakes. Amen? No, we can't be a molasses Christian. We got to be quick. Quick to respond. Quick to obey. Quick to repent. Amen? Quick. Why? We got a Holy Spirit that quickens us. He makes it, that means make alive, but he'll quicken you. He'll, he'll, he'll speed up the process. Okay? All right. Here's the key. Let me, well, let me ask you this question. Whose voice are you listening to? Cornelius was listening to an angel's voice. Peter was listening to the Holy Spirit's voice. Whose voice are you listening to? You want to solve your problem? Which voice are you listening to? Which voice is going to get you unstuck? Which voice is going to get you free? Which voice is going to turn your situation around? Amen? The voice of God. The voice of the Holy Spirit. Right? Doesn't matter. Voice of God, voice of Jesus, voice of the Holy Spirit, they're all the same. Right? Why they're in such harmony and such agreement that they speak the same thing. Okay? Notice verse 34. Now, Peter did not have a message planned. God didn't tell him what to bring. He just told him to go. Guess, say, do you realize every one of us have a heart? What are we supposed to do with our heart? We're supposed to hide God's word in our heart. Why? You never know when you're going to need it. Peter didn't have a scroll. He didn't take a bag of scrolls with him. Right? That's all they had. That was the only Bible that they had at the time was some scrolls of the, of the Pentateuch and some prophets. Right? But look at verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Do you have faith to open up your mouth? 
and say. You know, the Bible says if, if they bring you before a judge or anything, don't worry about what you're going to say. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. Come on. We got If we're going to move in the power of God every day, we got to live by faith. We don't just have a moment of faith. We got to live by faith. You got to go to bed in faith. You got to wake up in faith. You got to eat breakfast in faith. You got to have lunch in faith. You got to do the laundry in faith. Amen. You got to drive to work in faith. Why? There's some crazy people out there. You have got to be ready and sharp to listen to the Holy Spirit. He may tell you to go here or go there or turn now or turn here. Amen. We got to be in a position of listening to him all the time. Glory to God. So Peter opened up his mouth. He had no idea what he was going to say. And he said, now I understand that God is not a respecter of persons. Oh, hallelujah. Peter is, is he, just learned, he just got a revelation there. Now the, now the vision that he had is making perfect sense. Okay? You know, the Bible says in Psalm 81, he says, I'm the Lord your God who have brought you out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. What does it mean to open yourself, open your mouth wide? It means to speak great things and big things and wonderful things and powerful things. Amen. You got a mountain mover in your mouth. You got a giant killer in your mouth. Amen. You got a deliverance in your mouth. Hallelujah. You got a, a ocean opening up highway in your mouth. Glory to God. You got a tree being cast into the sea in your mouth. There's a miracle in your mouth. See, there's a miracle in my mouth. Yeah, it's true. It's just like with Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts 8. He said, go join yourself with the eunuch. Okay? So he did. The eunuch was reading, a, was reading a scroll of Isaiah talking about Jesus. And he wanted some explanation on that. And Peter or, and Philip just was there. He opened his mouth and the Holy Spirit started. He, he preached the gospel all the way from Isaiah to Revelation. And he got the eunuch saved and he got baptized. And then the Holy Spirit took him away. Can you imagine that? Hallelujah. So he spoke Holy Spirit-inspired words. Are you confident enough to have the Holy Spirit tell you what to say on the spot? Or to tell you what you do on the spot? This is how we got to live, folks. We got to live this way. And Peter began to preach, right? Then... In the midst of his preaching, the powerhouse kicked in. This is the partnership that God needs to have with his people. He needed someone to preach the gospel. And he knew Peter was a preacher of the gospel because God had ordained him as a preacher, right? And he put a preacher with someone who was hungry and he brought them together and God did amazing things. Hallelujah. All right? And uh, look at verse 38. Peter is preaching and he said, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth 
with two things, the Holy Ghost and with power. Jesus is anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. Where is Jesus living? He's in you. And if Jesus is anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, you are anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. If you have Christ, you have what he has. You can do what he can do. Amen? Hallelujah. What did he do with the anointing of the Holy Spirit and power? He went about doing good and healing. You can do good with the power and the Holy Spirit. And you can heal with the power and the Holy Spirit. (coughs) You can overturn the plans of the enemy of oppression. You can set oppressed people free just by walking into a place. Because you're a divine carrier. We have been called and equipped to carry the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? <clears throat> Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. <clears throat> Excuse me. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. I want you to see the cooperation. This is how we got to cooperate with God. Now it is God who establishes and confirms us in joint fellowship with you in Christ who has what? Anointed us, empowering us with the gifts of the Spirit. 1 John 2.20 says you have an anointing from the Holy Ghost. Say, I'm anointed. Say, I'm anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. Say, I'm a powerhouse for God. Say, I'm a powerhouse for my employer. I'm a powerhouse for my home. Yeah, do you realize the power that you have? The power that you can operate in? God will show you hidden things. He'll show you Truth that people know that you don't know, but he'll show it to you. That's called a word of knowledge. He'll show you insight into his plan. That's called a word of wisdom. He'll show you whether or not what is speaking is of God or of the enemy. It's called discerning of spirits. Amen? These guys were just operating their everyday life. All right? Notice we have power. Look at Romans 1.8. Hallelujah. Romans 1.8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith in his power is being proclaimed in all the world. Amplified says his power. You got to have faith in the power of God. Amen. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Glory to God. What if we're, we're teaching you how to operate in the Holy Spirit, how to have power every day. Do you guys have power in your house every day? I mean, it's rare that a power outage comes, right? You can run your blender. You can run your refrigerator. You can run your heater, right? 
You, you can run anything you need to run. Why? Because there's power that is readily available every day. And that's how the Christian needs to live. Power every day. Amen? If you need to eat some power puffs for breakfast. Amen? It's called, it's a new cereal called scriptures. They're called power puffs. Right? Every, every bite will give you some power of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Go to Romans 15 verse, or no, I told you to 1 Corinthians 2, 1. Yeah. We'll go there, then we're going to go to Romans 15. Verse, 1 Corinthians 2, 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come with excellency of speech or wisdom, talking about man's wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. What is declaring the testimony of God? That's preaching the gospel. Okay? For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in what? In demonstration of the spirit and of power. You got to have the demonstration of the spirit. That means you take a moment and you listen to what God says. You get his voice on the matter and then you do what he says. When you hear what he says and you do what he says, you get his results. And notice verse 5. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in what? You got to have faith in the power of God. Say, I have faith in the power of God. Amen? This is what God wants us to do. Hallelujah. Go to Romans 15. Romans 15. Glory to God. And look at verse 13. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with a little joy. Didn't say a little? What kind of joy? Everybody say all joy. And peace in believing that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abound in hope, overflow with confidence in his promises. How many want to abound in hope? How many want to overflow in his power? Amen. Well, we got to listen to the Holy Spirit and we got to do what he says. Just like Cornelius, just like Peter, they were operating, they were doing their daily routine, right? Cornelius was missing something. He didn't know he, he was miss, missing. Peter thought that the gospel was just for the Jews until God showed him otherwise. But he, got, he brought these two people not knowing anything together and God did an amazing thing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so... Peter gave Cornelius the gospel, right? He told him that Jesus died. He told him Jesus rose from the dead. He told him uh, about his life and about what he came to do. And he said, you know, uh, he said that uh, people were chosen beforehand uh, to communicate his message, right? Have you seen God do something in your life? How many have seen God do something? Right? You've seen the results of what God did, right? Do you know what he's done for you? Would you be able to communicate that with someone else? 
We got to be able to communicate uh, what God has done. All right. And we got to know what he's done. We, we have to have some assurance and some certainty with what God's done. Amen. The gospel is the good news of Jesus's life. What he did, his death, burial and resurrection. And it, he offers it freely, gives it to all, anyone who would like to participate. And while Peter was preaching. The partnership of the divine and the natural, the natural and the supernatural, man and God. Peter was sent. He came. Cornelius needed someone. He went and got help. God brought them together. And the middle of Peter's preaching, he didn't even have an altar call. He's preaching away, and all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost fell on everybody in the place. The power of God was activated, and it was manifested, and it was seen. And the Gentiles got filled with the Holy Ghost and they were speaking in tongues just like the Jews on the day of Pentecost. The participation that God had between him and man brought about great results because they were flowing with the power of God. And this is how God wants us to live. Every day. Amen? Say every day. See, Peter said, see, faith comes by hearing the message of Christ. And people need to be obedient to the message that they hear. See, someone could sit in a, in a place and hear a message and not do anything with it. If you don't do anything with it, you don't get any results. Right? Can you imagine dancing with someone and they're just still and you're, you're dancing like this and they're just standing still? Wouldn't that be awkward? That'd be odd, wouldn't it? But that's how some Christians are. The Lord is dancing. He's moving. They're, they're, not, they're just standing still. It's like their feet are stuck. right? They're glued. I remember years ago, how many of you used to watch The Little Rascals on TV? I remember an episode of The Little Rascals where they were babysitting like 20 babies, Right? And, and, and these guys were trying to take care of these 20 babies and they, it was, it got out of hand. So you know what they did? They glued the babies to their, to their high chairs. <laughs> and, and they just, they, that way the, the babies couldn't get up and couldn't move. They just got stuck to their chairs and then everything was good. <laughs> but let me tell you something. When God is moving, that's not a time to be stuck. You gotta, everybody stand up. I want you to loosen your arms, right? I want you to move your feet, right? Are you ready to dance with God? Are you ready to move as he moves? To go where he sends? To do what he says do? Amen? Just, just kind of, and if you can't stand up, just, just kind of sit there, stamp your feet a little bit. Loosen your hands a little bit. Say, I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready to move with you. I'm ready to do what you want to do. The thing that's going to change any situation in life is God's will and God's power. Amen? And God wants us to operate in his power every day. Listen, Moses operated in the power when he was in his 80s. So if you're not quite 80 yet, you can still operate in the power. Amen? And even if you are 80, you can still operate in the power. Amen? 
I'm telling you, Caleb maintained his strength when he was 85. He was as strong as he was when he was 40. How'd that happen? He stuck close to God. He listened to God's voice. He cooperated with God. He made himself available. He resisted the negativity. He was around it every day. But yet, the Bible, it is recorded in eternity that he maintained his strength. There was a supernatural connection with God. God can override natural limitations. Abraham took 25 years to have the son of promise. Then when Sarah passed on, he had six more kids. Why? There was an anointing in him from the covenant that he had from God. And he lived to be 175 years old. The Bible says he had a, a, and it wasn't, he had a full, rich, old age. He wasn't broke when he died. 175 years of prosperity, amen? He was able to leave an inheritance to his children's children, glory to God. He, he, he was rich. He was loaded. Hallelujah. And he had vitality coming out of his dead body that was resurrected by the promise of God. But we, we as a people of God, we have got to walk in this power every day. Maybe you just need to turn the TV off and pray a little more until you can get God's voice. Maybe you need to avoid doing some other things and just spend some little extra time with God. I'm not saying every day, but there are moments of time when we got to hear from God so that we can do what he wants us to do. Amen. It is so important. We need to hear God's voice. Just like Peter did, just like Cornelius did. Look at the results. And then Cornelius asked Peter to stay there for two more days. Why? They need some more explanation about this tongues thing. Amen? Every Gentile in that place was speaking in tongues. They didn't even know what they were asking for. They didn't even know what they were seeking, but God knew. And he made the divine connection. God is connecting with VCF right now. Amen? So that we as a church can operate in the power of God every day. Amen. Is there something that you came in here tonight and you need help with the power of God? Maybe you need help in your body. Maybe you need help in your finances. Maybe you need direction or guidance. I don't know what you need. God knows what you need. And his power is here for you to receive. Amen. He brought me here tonight. He brought you here tonight. And the Holy Ghost is just waiting. And now's the time. He is ready to move. Amen. The slingshot has been pulled back and now God let it go. So if you came in here tonight with a need in your life of some sort of whatever area it is, come up here right now and God is going to meet you. Amen. God is going to make up the difference. Yeah. Let me just say this. You're, you're like a little kid on the block that they just turned the fire hydrant on. And you're playing in the fire hydrant. The streams are, are, are increasing. You know, you know, when they open up that fire hydrant, it, it bursts out. 